As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Joe Chill. You are the slinking coward who murdered Thomas and Martha Wayne. That was a lifetime ago. Yes, my lifetime. You took them without mercy or regret and in cold blood, Chill. How do you know this? How could you possibly? I know because I watched it happen. I know because I am the son of the man you murdered. I... I'm Bruce Wayne. The Adventures of Batman. Welcoming you to the new adventures of Batman. Welcome to Batman Animation, a BOF podcast exploring the animated adventures of the Caped Crusader. I am the host, senior BOF contributor Ryan Lauer, and with me is the the main man himself, uh, CEO of Batman on Film, Bill Jet Ramey. Bill, hello, and welcome to your own show. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad to I'm glad to be here. Always makes me laugh to introduce you to something that's yours. It it brings me a a smile. (laughs) So if I'm glad to be here, I'm already there. How can I, can I, how can I be here? What is an already, I should have already been glad in the first place. Riddle me this. There you go. Next person who who can answer that and explain that. Write that into Bill. That's email. That's too much. You know, it's just too too much out there for my brain to comprehend my Texas brain. Whew. That's some deep. That's stuff like a, right there. that's like a, a time philosophical question that Christopher yeah. Nolan would like map out and explain in a movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> somehow, somehow. I think somehow. Chris could, he could make a movie around the, you know, the idea or the question. If a tree falls in the forest, does it make, and no one's there, does it make a sound? He can make a whole movie about that. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. That's actually his next one after Oppenheimer. Yeah. He's starting to think about it now. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's called Timber. So this is ep- <laughs> yeah. There you go. Timber. Oh, I love it. Uh, this is episode 21 of this uh, side series on Batman on film. Um, make sure to go back, check out the previous episodes of Batman animation. I think we've hit on 
there's one animated series of Batman that hasn't been touched yet. And that'll come down the line. Uh, but today we're talking Batman, the Brave and the Bold. And Bill, I feel like if I didn't ask you to come on Batman Animation with me to talk Batman, Brave and the Bold, mm-hmm. that I'd maybe get fired from the site. <laughs> so I make sure to ask you if you want to join. And we actually were like texting each other at almost like the same time saying, asking, hey, let's do a yeah. Batman Animation. And, and I said, well, I had one um, on my mind that I just watched. And it was Chill of the Night. Um, I haven't seen every episode of Batman Brave and the Bold. I've admitted this a few times. But this one I have seen quite a few times. Um, Of the episodes that I've seen, I think this is one of the best Mm -hmm. of the series. And I do, when I see it mentioned online, I think think its reputation is one of, if not the best episodes of the series. And you being a massive fan of the series itself and seeing every episode. Do you agree with that? I agree with that. It was like, I said, you know, let me text Ron Lauer and we'll just say, hey, you want to do a Batman animation this week? Because I don't see a social hour happening. There's nothing really breaking to talk about when it, in, in terms of yeah. the Flash Batman or the Batman Part 2, whatever, or the Penguin. And I was actually going to say, um, let's, let's pick, uh, pick something from... Uh, a series we haven't done yet, like you just talked about. And you went, chill the night. I went, yep, never mind. Chill the night. Yes. <laughs> I'm good. Let's go. Yeah. 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 It's really quick. Yep. That's the one. Let's do that then. Um, it's highly regarded, which it, it's also fun to see that the episode is, it. it's not completely different from the series. The style, the open, the cold open, yeah, all that is the same and fits in. It's just, it's almost like this is the their attempt at being Batman the animated series without going fully Batman the animated series. There's a bit. It's a it's a nod to that. Certainly, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a conscious nod. Not, you know, yeah, it could be interpreted that way. But yes, I mean, especially you got um, Kevin Conroy is in it. Mark Hamill is in it. There you uh, go. Voice, Start voice that off the front. Yeah, the voices. Go ahead. So Spire yeah, I mean, they, uh, Adam West is voicing Thomas Wayne. Uh, Julie Newmar is Martha Wayne. Kevin Conroy's Phantom Stranger. Uh, Mark Hamill's is uh, the Spectre. So it's really um, it, it's it, you know this series is such a as I said again, and I know if you if you've uh, read what I've written about the Brave and the Bold or, or heard what I've said on these shows. It's, it's, it's a love letter to Batman mm-hmm. history and Batman mythos. And part of Batman history includes people like Adam West and Kevin Conroy and Julie Newmar and Mark Campbell. So to include them is like a double, it's like a, you know, a double whammy of, mm-hmm. of Batman uh, history homages if you will does mm-hmm. that make sense yeah absolutely and then even another like another deeper um poll if you will richard mall voices Lou oh Hansen, yes yes and he yes. was the voice of harvey Two-Face. dent slash two-face in yeah. Batman the animated series and then for justice league unlimited fans in the cold open um Zatanna's there mm-hmm. and jennifer hale voices yes. her and she voiced Correct. her in 
Justice League yes. Unlimited. So, you know, and those are the kind of Easter eggs that I really like because it's not yes. a distractor from the episode. It's just it's something fun for for fans that really look into this stuff. It's something that's a little fun. That these are the type of Easter eggs I like and prefer. Yeah. They're not beating you over the head with something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just yeah, someone doing a voice acting job. Mm-hmm. But it is, you know, Adam West, you know, West. Kevin Conroy. So, yeah. It'd have been interesting it's if they'd have been able to somehow get Burt Ward in there. I'm not saying that I'm sure. unhappy. I'm just thinking of like, well, oh, you know I what? wonder if there was consideration. Yeah. Adam. Well, he got but, his... Uh, he got to be, he got the voice Robin with the. He's doing just the, fine. <laughs> Return of the Cape Crusader stuff, but yeah. Burt Ward's doing just fine. Um, This episode, no surprise here, was written by the great Paul Dini, mm-hmm. directed by Michael Chang. And Michael Chang did, according to IMDb, he did 17 episodes of Batman the Brave and the Bold. So you have two guys there that are very familiar with this series and this vibe and everything. Uh, original air day, April 9th, 2010. Uh, season two, episode 11. And I think, Bill, you looked it up and said it was the 37th episode of the series overall. So just overall, over the halfway mark yeah. Yeah. of the show. Uh, I and went, it was... I'm sorry. No, it's uh, okay. Go ahead. I went to see if, you know, I not everything, you know, Batman on film. Did, did you know Batman on film is 25 years old this year? I've heard. I don't any, yeah, I don't. Did you? I was, you know. There's like a celebration. So uh, when I... Updated the site a few years ago. Not everything migrated over because literally there were probably tens of thousands of pages of you know website There's pages a lot of, and stuff. A lot of posts, <laughs> a lot of materials to try and carry over. And so I, I've tried to move over from time to time things that that were important. I feel they were important that didn't you know didn't happen, but uh, I couldn't find. I reviewed every episode of this series uh-huh. and I couldn't find those reviews. So I went on Batman on film. So I went to the Wayback machine. Are you familiar with Wayback machine? Well, I have comments, but I'm, I don't know. Let's see where you go. Okay. With this. Like you go to Wayback machine the website and you plug, you know, put in Batman on film.com and they have archives the website at various points, you know, at least once or twice a month every year for most of, for most of BOF's history, not all of it, but for a good chunk of it. And I found my, <laughs> I found my original review of chill of the night. Bill. Uh, yes. Yes. You are a link to that in the Wikipedia write up of this episode at the bottom. Batman on is that right? sourced. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm clicking on it now because actually in looking all this stuff up, I came up, I came across, and what a great throwback of seeing old BOF, Christian Bale's Batman front and center of the, mm-hmm. of the uh, the collage of Batman's, and yeah, and I, I read your your old review. Yeah. That was posted April 10th, 2010. Look at that. I was on the money. Yeah, that, huh? that, I, was, yeah. I was right on it. I was on it. You were. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I didn't, I was uh, just clicking there now to see. And yeah, mm-hmm. I see now Wayback Machine. I didn't read that it was Wayback Machine. I just like, oh, this is like, this looks like an old kind of 
setup of internet like mm-hmm. up in the header and stuff before getting to your page but yeah that was what a, that was a great throwback your bat symbols were all uh dark knight trilogy bat symbol and stuff very how'd uh, that hit you <laughs> it was it was like wow that was something. um but i am going to migrate this review over to batman on film sweet where where cool. it belongs in the updated yeah. but i think i'm gonna, just for fun i'm gonna I'm going to throw out the old school. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Just for people. It'll be, a, you know, for people who actually read Batman on film mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and who have been for a long time, that'll be a blast from the past. And then it'll be nice to have it on the regular website. Yeah. The website as well. Yeah, it's cool. Um, people look it up. Go to the Wayback Machine. Look at it. This episode was heavily inspired almost could serve as an adaptation of the untold legend of the Batman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, written by Len Wein with art from Jim Aparo and John Byrne. And this one was on my mind, Bill, because actually the next episode of my podcast, the Batman book club is the untold legend of the Batman. Oh, okay. And so okay. that's why this one got on my mind. Cause I watched the episode to do, you know, compare and contrast. Yeah. And then I was, and then it was just like, man, I want to talk more about this this episode with that animation. So I'll also note, uh, it is also, um, influenced by detective comics, two thirty-five, and from September of 1956. You type, look that up. Detective comics, two thirty-five, nineteen fifty-six. 1956. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ah, now you, okay. I didn't say anything. Now you, he is Ryan is, let me do a little play. He has found the cover. Of Batman showing Robin a what's called a film strip, like a home <laughs> movie. Okay, it was back in the days when people had big projectors in their houses. Okay, so Mister uh, Batman expert, mm-hmm. I've got questions for you. Hey, hold I on. knew I'm. I am. A, I fancy myself Batman expert. Fancy yourself. Okay, you fancy I, yourself no, as a Batman. I'm expert. no Michael Uslan, sir. Okay. All right. Uh, Mr. Student of Mr. Uslan. Yes. Um, this was something that I was, and I blanked on, didn't totally blank on when I talked that story for my show of, mm-hmm. I know there's more about Thomas mm-hmm. Wayne in this suit, which is like almost like the crux of this episode. Mm-hmm. I know we're veering off, but it's all related. It's all connected mm-hmm. to the series of Thomas Wayne in his own like Batman costume. Yes. Uh, but I was just kind of, I was really going blank on specific episodes or issues that I know touched on this that were before the untold legend of the Batman. Um, take my bat fan card away. That's okay. So this, in this issue of detective comics, two thirty five, basically what is the premise of that one? And I feel like I had to have read this, but also like, I it's been a while I since I read it, but, and I think in a nutshell, it is essentially, um the batman telling robin the story of how he got his you know i guess the inspiration for the bat suit because the you know the father thomas wayne had wore that you know that that suit at one time for you know a masquerade ball and took out some bad guys so that's essentially the story 
Um, and then when, with the um, Untold Legend, The Dark Knight, they just took that premise and upped the ante and added a lot around it. Um, kind of like you would say, like uh, Matt Wagner taking um, Monster Men. Yeah. You know, from way back in Detective Comics. Uh, 1939 and taking that and then making that whole Batman and the Monster Man. Same for uh, Batman and the um, Mad Monk. Because there was Batman versus the Vampire. One of those early Batman stories. Detective. So yeah. Did you ever read the novel that came out uh, I forget what year. Maybe around the 2010 time period. Uh, Wayne of Gotham? I did not. They used that. I'm sorry. I don't know if you can hear weed whacker outside um they touch on this a lot too that's and that's a full-on that's a novel a batman novel story uh but that's really good and it touches on tom swain and this incident and lou mox and stuff too so that was my familiarity mm -hmm. as far as uh books when coming to this episode but um the basic premise is is a wager basically between specter and phantom, phantom stranger and that basically the universe is lining up to where batman is going to have his i forget how he even uh how he phrased it batman come face to face with the man who took his parents from him and if batman goes one way the specter will basically have batman under his control hunt his prey without conscience or mercy and if phantom stranger wins batman is free to go his own way Mm -hmm. what is your familiarity with those two characters pre brave and the bold series i knew more of the specter um and i'm kind of a i'm a i've always well you you actually read batman on film and have read batman on film and i have you know i've talked about the specter before i'd like to i'd love to see a specter movie i think yeah. that little animated short they did at time of the specter was fantastic i think it would make for a i mean you could even i think maybe dead man would suit a um i think both could could you could do a prestige series with both but um i could see a specter i could see the specter in, a, in a, as a film so yeah i knew more more specter and you know like you know how the specter operates he's he's vengeance pretty much I'm vengeance. Wait, he's vengeance? I thought Batman was vengeance. Wait, hold on. Was the Spectre taking over Batman and the Batman? Oh, my God, it's, it's all con connected. It's all connected. <laughs> it's all connected. Uh, but that, so that's the, that's the setup for this. And then I think, I don't know. I, I really enjoy all the touches of, to like Batman, Batman history and Batman's character throughout. In mm -hmm. taking, and it, it, I mean, it's not, kiddied up but it's not you know uh dark and too serious as mm -hmm. to stand as an outlier of this this series but like their serious approach to it i like i i really like i really dig it as it it does feel when you're in the mood for chill of the night like i don't know I don't know what I'm trying to say other than like, I, I really love this episode and uh, just the setup 
and then how it unfolds of yeah. Batman questioning Lou Moxon. What a twist. He was the priest. Uh, yeah. And then getting to go back in time to that party of Thomas Wayne dressed up. And I can't imagine for some like you'd seen that in comics. If you were unfamiliar with why is there a suit like that? And which you'd almost just assume that, oh, that must have been when Batman's like first suit or something. And he's just got it in the case. And then that revelation to find out of like, no, that was what Thomas Wayne wore. Mm hmm. That's cool. It's something that's been there all along, so it's not retconning anything. Yeah, it's it's not muddying anything in history. It's just I don't know. It's a good a good way to give weight and meaning to something that's been there all along. I mean, yeah, it's um, a lot of Batman, a lot of Batman history thrown into this little twenty two, twenty one, whatever, twenty three minute episode. I mean, they even touch, I mean, boom, they do Batman's origin story for the most part. 221, you know? 222, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Is that what you yeah, were saying? Okay. Take, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, they have the whole, you know, him, you know, taking his, pledging his oath, swearing, you know, his vow to avenge. And um, I, I'd also say that uh, retroactively now that I've seen the Batman, you know, not that there's, not that they, and this is something that's a theme of Batman, you know, many times, you know, the vengeance versus justice and type stuff. So you get a yeah. little bit of that, that, that Batman story, that Batman trope in there um, as well. You, you know, you, are you going to be vengeance? You're going to be justice. So yeah, I love it. Mm -hmm. So let's see. I I appreciate well one he he tracks down Lou Moxon mm -hmm. to get the name of the guy who actually to mm -hmm. basically get the confession out of him. And Lou Moxon was not the one that killed the Waynes, but Lou Moxon had a guy put out a hit on the Waynes. Mm -hmm. One thing. It's not like it disrupts or it, uh, or I don't like it or anything like that. I prefer Joe Chill to just be random okay. as opposed to being a hired gun. Do you have a preference? Um, I like it where it's ambiguous, whether it mm -hmm. was, you know, a hard hit or just a random mugging and the batman handled it that way mm -hmm. um alfred what is alfred you know he's, when he's in the hospital he's you know he doesn't know you know maybe he maybe falcone had him killed but or it, or it could have just been a random yeah mugger you say something i don't like, know i don't know, I don't for know. Sure. yeah so that's the way i like it where mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe not. You don't. No, no one knows. I like ambiguous. Yeah. Not to skimp out on any action in this episode either. So I already mentioned the cold open, mm -hmm. but we do get a great scene of after Batman gets the information from Moxon. All he hears is chill. Mm -hmm. He he does go to like a gang meetup who and they're all you know cheers to. 
tamoxin and whatnot. And this is this is leaning towards more Spectre's going to win the wager because Batman's pretty violent. He's angry. Yeah. He's you gonna, notice? He's... Did you notice? Even in this episode, his uh, bat suit is darker. For a good uh, chunk I of didn't. it. Yeah. No. I just considered that maybe it was because like he was in a dark in darker setting. Well, and that that's it. That is true. But that's not what you're saying. You're saying it's darker, and yeah, as yeah. actually, yes, his suit is darker in yes. the episode. But it, that it was intentional. Even yeah. I mean the 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 episode the episode is darker. Batman's in darker, you know, uh, an environment as opposed to way he is in a lot of the others series, uh, a lot of other episodes. So, um, but yeah, I was one of someone. This was back in the day. Someone did an interview was had something to do with it and said you know they they Batman was colored darker on purpose. Uh, the suit was darker because this was a darker episode. I think I mean, this also, sense. yeah, it was a turning point. I, I hate saying this because I think the episode is so great, but I think this is an episode that, that, well, it, it was a positive. I'll make it a positive. It's an episode that, that people heard a lot about when it came out. A lot of yeah. fans who had skipped it because they thought it was not for them watch this and then that got them to watch the series start watching the series and then became a fan of it well i've had a lot of people tell me that um i was skeptical of it when i first started so if this would have been one of the earlier episodes i Mm -hmm. saw i think i'd have jumped on this series a lot sooner As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply than i did so does that resonate with you that that uh example of how yeah. a lot of yeah i don't think because when this series was on it you know it was when i was wrapping up college and schedule and work and stuff that well, it was I, friday evening i never you know? yeah i never caught it also a college kid on a friday evening like yeah i know this sounds crazy but i wasn't gonna sit at home and watch cartoon network like at, at Come Friday, on now. This is what that's what every <laughs> every college, college kid does. does. Yeah, yeah. They're Watch really Batman they're really, on Cartoon Network on Friday. Really night. dropping the ball, not having an animated Batman show right now because that college demographic. Yes. Um, but 
so it's like the most the most angry we get of batman at that point mm-hmm. we get segments that fill in you know maybe answer some questions fill in some gaps and how with phantom stranger let's see no who takes him is it specter no it's phantom stranger that takes him back to the halloween party mm-hmm. of thomas and martha wayne and fighting alongside you know side by side i forget what they both say they both say the same thing and then look at each other and this this uh matthew malone uh yeah he's very friendly and he hugs this martha and which if yeah. i was thomas wayne i kind of be like hey stranger like <laughs> yeah hey hey it's a yeah it's a very long hug on my wife that you just met yeah. i think take a step back yes. fellow thomas wayne going all right matthew malone you son of a bitch you son of a bitch what the hell's going on here <laughs> uh but i mean I think with that scene and that imagery, so even if people aren't fully caught up with the history when it comes mm-hmm. to you know Batman comics and stuff of what that resembles, I think that carries a lot of weight with it of having like Batman in his bat suit next to Thomas Wayne in that suit. Mm-hmm. Like looking at that, I think it does just carry weight because I think most Batman fans now know, and though they may not know every single piece of history with it, they know what that old suit is now mm-hmm. they like maybe people that haven't even read the comics mm-hmm. that explain it they know that that oh that used to be his dad's his dad wore that suit so i think that that carries a lot of weight and that was um before thomas wayne became flashpoint batman <laughs> you know yeah. yeah very different styles of of batman um bringing to the present day or not Moxon, Joe Chill, he does get the name of Joe Chill, uh, is a current, a present-day arms dealer. And this is a great way to bring in some familiar characters from this series. And that I I also love that it's a it's this big warehouse, and then they're all just like huddled up together in a very small spot as he does an auction for a big the sonic disruptor. It's um <laughs> That that part is very brave and the bold. Yeah. Very, very much this series. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, the um, Joker, you know, of course, has a few lines there. And it's very Joker and very Joker of this series. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's fun. That's a fun part, even though Batman is like, he's on, he's on a, He's like rage Batman at that point, yeah. you know? Yeah. Sitting there is, so you said Joker, Two-Face, Mad Hatter, mm-hmm. Penguin, Poison Ivy, Solomon Grundy, Mr. Freeze. Um, they're all, I mean, it's no, you'd seen this in the series up to this point, but I love the designs of all of them. Even... Mm-hmm. Like even if it was like a darker series and those were their designs, I think that'd be fun in animation. And I know that a lot of that is like the the nod to Batman history of you know how they look very silver age. Yeah. yeah, and it, I don't know, it's fun, fun nods. Yeah. Um. And I know I'm 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 waiting to get to a big part. Um, but it's a, I don't know a fun action piece. Batman taking them all down. I think Joker and. Joker and Poison Ivy are the only ones that actually have dialogue. Mm-hmm. And then I think 
Grundy might do like a or something. Yeah. But then the, everyone, the others are silent, which is fine because it's not a, a rogue space. Well, didn't episode. Mr. Freeze, he said something. He was, because he thought he was there. They were smuggling diamonds. <laughs> he was running back. It was like a Scooby-Doo moment of running in and yeah. out of doorways. And where are my diamonds? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> you know? That's it. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> so they did it. They did it way before we even, we even thought of it, Bill. Mm-hmm. Huh. I'm a, I'm a fraud. Uh, but it. Well, I think look, it, it, I'm a colossal disappointment. So that's true. Don't, yeah. You don't have a Batman card. I don't know how BOF has lasted 25 I years. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, Batman reveals himself to, because they just become alone. Mm-hmm. He reveals himself to Joe Chill in something that is very, very much lifted right out of the untold uh, legend of the Batman. Reveals himself to Chill and chill takes off in the comic it's different who he goes to here mm-hmm. it's because he goes right back out to the the villains and says you know that i i don't know how he phrased that you know basically I, I whacked a guy years ago and his son is now mm-hmm. batman but the message is the same and you know wait so you're responsible for the creation of batman and then joe chill dies but not getting to say the uh the identity of Batman. Now mm-hmm. before this, I, I love the line when Batman makes the, the choice and he unmasks himself and he beats he beats the hell out of Joe Chill. Uh Inspector then then it becomes the you know the angel and the devil on the shoulders for Batman. You have Phantom Stranger mm-hmm. trying to talk mm-hmm. him into not killing him. Spectre urging it and he says this man knows who you are if he lives Batman dies and then uh, Bruce says Batman may die but Bruce Wayne never and then just drops chill episode's not over but it's like that's the moment I don't know that like that's the moment of the episode I think in in a way because it is the challenge of I mean we know watching this Batman's not going to kill Especially in this series, he's not going to kill. But that's not necessarily the point. The like, it's challenging to make sure that Bruce stays, you know, in the right headspace with this uh, Batman character that he's created. Uh, when a, Batman like, reveals himself, when Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. reveals himself, I should say, that's straight out of uh, that '50s comic book, uh, Detective Comics, two thirty-five. The aesthetic is almost identical you can find that that shot when he he rips i am bruce wayne um i also think this was the first time you ever saw bruce wayne on batman brave and the bold it was okay yes um it definitely i mean it very much looked like so yes the episode or the issue that you said predates by like 25 mm-hmm. years the untold Legend of the Batman, but I mean, it has a really great. I mean, because it's Jim Aparo, so of course it looks great. Mm-hmm. Of Bruce Wayne unmasking and cowl and bah, mm-hmm. um, showing who he is. Uh, I just that moment it carries weight. It's like it's an appreciation mm-hmm. of character. It's beating into the head still that you know the the humanity of Bruce Wayne and that he's not lost in his quest and stuff. And it's like that's just the point 
of of the of the episode basically when faced with that of like here's the killer of your parents Mm -hmm. and he's still calculated he's still Mm -hmm. headstrong and and, and all that and i think that's i don't know that's a that's a good moment when it comes to the the history of batman i love the joker's reaction when chill confesses to them now i I whacked a guy and his son became Batman, you know, and the Joker yeah. just, you know, he sees the joke in it, you know, starts just starts. It's hilarious. You know, laughing uncontrollably. So. Which is right on par with Joker. That would be yeah. Joker's reaction. Like, Absolutely. Man, that's, that's a good joke. <laughs> yeah. Like he would, he'd be like, man, university Absolutely. got me again. That's funny. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, the building that they're in ends up crumbling and chill is underneath and, basically chill dies in which phantom stranger even says something about like how funny that joe chill maybe he doesn't say how fun i don't remember exactly but yeah. chill was there under right when that building fell inspector says i wouldn't know anything about that hmm yes very that was very much the way the specter operates mm-hmm. um if you're familiar with the specter so i admit nothing yeah but yeah. you know he had his hand in it, mm-hmm. his ghost, ghostly hand. Um, big moment of this episode also is the murder of Thomas and Martha Wayne. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Is there another? It's it's not how this episode ends, but there is a an episode in Brave and the Bold where it's like they go down. It's not Legends of the Dark Might, is it? They they go down the alley and then it's just black and then you just see two flashes, but you hear nothing. Mm. Was that that was Brave and the Bold, wasn't it? I'm thinking, what didn't we do a show? See, I feel like didn't we do a Batman animation show? But there is that on something animated Batman. Yeah. Like it's bugging me that I'm not Yeah, I'm I'm gonna lose my freaking Batman card again. I just got <laughs> I just I just got the son of a bitch back too. Ah. You son of a bitch. So I don't know. I, I'll find it and maybe by the time like we post this, then it will be like, Hey, here it is, never mind. But yeah. I know that there's like I can I can see it. Yes. There is walking to a dark alley and then it is just you don't see it happening. You just see in darkness two flashes, no mm-hmm. sound, and it's really effective. It's done really well. Here, though, so then this has got to be. This is the first time that it was ever shown on this show, correct? I believe so. As far as you, y- yes, I mean, it's putting you on the spot. I fully admit that yes. I, I don't know the definitive answer, but I feel like it was by what I've seen. Um, again, it doesn't cross that line to, it doesn't cross the line of what the show is and its presentation and it's, um, it's, what do you want to say? It's rating, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's not like this is a rated R episode of the brave and the bold, but they do no. it really, really effectively. Uh, what do you, what do you think? Because that's how the episode starts, and like that's when you, when you hit and you know right away. I'm like, oh my god, that's Adam West's voice. 
and oh, yeah, that's Julian Newmar's voice. Mm-hmm. And then it's confronted with the murder of the Waynes. So how do you think all of that was dealt with? Oh, that was great. Yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't think, I didn't think they would, would, uh, you know, when the series started, they would go, I want to say go there, but no, I get, I, mean, I get you. You know what I mean? I said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they did go there and they because made you just one feel of the like best you... episodes. I mean, I think Chill of Night is you take a like of all the Batman animated series, Chill of Night is one of the one of the top. If you did a top yeah. ten of animated Batman episodes throughout all all of the different series. All of Batman but, animation. <laughs> yes. Chill of Night is definitely is a top tenner. No yeah. doubt about it. Uh, and like I said, I think it it, it got so much it got a lot of notoriety back then. I mean, I and mean, I'm talking, it's not like at the accounting firm water cooler Monday morning talk, you know, someone said, Hey, sure. hey what'd y'all think about that chill of night episode on Raven the Bolt? You know, not like that, but with you know, within the fandom world. Yeah, Batman yeah, yeah. Fandom world. It got a lot of and they and they really they hyped up. I remember just thinking about um uh the publicity they uh, this one got more publicity leading up to it than um a lot of the other ones did and I'd, like i said i think it it i think it, it attracted batman fans t- to the show at that point and then you still have like you got those like Pete Barrett talking about someone who needs your bat car i might have to take his bof card away from him he's, I don't, <laughs> he's never i don't think he's ever watched Hardly any of the Brave and the Bold. Oh goodness, Vera, hmm. son of a bitch, Boudin, take his Boudin. Yeah, that'll hit him where it hurts. Yeah, but no, I'm I'm with you in 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 what the series was up to this point. Yeah, you you would think like, oh, they're not going to touch the Wayne murders. Like that's too, that's almost too deep. Pending, it's too violent. Uh, it's too you know uh serious like and it's not detracting of the series itself but like you know i've told you of i was a uh late in coming to this show Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. i you know i did judge it by what it what it was and is Mm -hmm. teaming up and fantastical and stuff and i'm like it's just not my thing whereas if this was but maybe that's maybe you know it happened at this point in the show for a reason too Mm -hmm. you know um because I think you could jump in on this and be like, wow, that was pretty damn good and watch a couple after this and then go back and start over from the beginning. And you, I don't know, like you're more accepting of what the yeah. show is I'm rather glad. than jumping in episode one and then being like, I don't know. Yeah. Cause that's like blue beetle. I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. um, it, I, I'm glad that they <clears throat> didn't change the, the, the structure of each episode. You still had the, you know the opening segment that has nothing to do with the rest of the the episode after the except credits. for music meister true but that's not that's the outlier that's the only outlier true yes you brought to my attention when Aragorn. we covered that on some i forget which episode of batman animation I'm, I'm, I'm just dropping the batman ball today i apologize <laughs> no it's okay uh-oh maybe this is that's your what, I'm death a, I'm a trap. trap yeah i'm a <laughs> Colossal disappointment. 
but yeah, they their formula before I interrupted you, yes, of having the cold open, then credits, and then title card, which I'm really glad they had a title card. I miss it on later Batman the Animated Series when it was the new Batman Adventures or whatever. They didn't have title cards. I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I love the title cards. Keep the title cards. I like it. Is Brave and the Bold the only animated Batman series where you actually are um, compelled to get up and dance during the themes opening theme song? Maybe. Yeah. I certainly don't. So the animated series, you just watch and absorb. Batman mm-hmm. Beyond, I do not want to act like I'm air guitaring. Uh, oh, you're not like at a, at a rave. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bat, the Batman theme, I like um, the original version by the Edge. Mm-hmm. Um, but then my, this one, I it's like I, uh, is like. Yeah. I almost want to do like flare bah, bah, bah. hands. Yeah. <laughs> like yes. every time I want to like even just in watching it, I just dang, dang. Uh, so I think you have a you have a point there. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Uh one more thing that I do want to highlight quick before we like totally wrap up is I do like the the ending of the episode as he's putting the suit in the case. Mm-hmm. And close because also like the Batcave. The three they they just make sure that they include and i do appreciate it even no matter realistically the absurdity i know i never expected to see it in dark knight trilogy i don't expect to see them in matt reeves's batman but the big penny joker card t-rex <laughs> like mm-hmm. it'll always get me of like ah nods to batman comics but as he puts it in there and he says case closed classic paul dini it's kind of got a little double meaning there um and good good capper Mm-hmm. for the episode yeah so is there anything i didn't bring up you didn't bring up that you want to that you want to mention well i don't want to get myself in trouble because you know Uh-oh. if i'm wrong someone will point it out and call BOF me a, won't see year 26 yeah um, <laughs> tell me a uh pretender batman fan i think it's the first time we see alfred oh, and okay. it's yeah and that's in that whole little montage, you know, uh, the origin montage. I need to go back and watch this. And I am not sure that Alfred, we see full on Alfred in this series. Hmm. I, yeah. I, I don't like how we run out of time. Yeah. Because I've been wanting to do it just a, like now. And I know I've said it here before that. I can binge the animated series. I can't binge Brave and the Bold, but I want to watch. I want to binge and watch the whole series, and in a you know binge it so that it remains fresh, and not just really scattered out over months. I want to. I kind of want to go through and binge for, you know, so I can come back and like we can do a Batman animation, uh, fact checker episode where I then mm-hmm. I can be like Bill, I, I binge the whole series, uh, in episode seven. I said this and I was wrong. And in this mm-hmm. episode, I was wrong. I was saying the, the Wayne murders. Nope. It wasn't in that episode. Um, but I, I know that this, I think outlier is an incorrect word, but like this episode is unique compared to all the others that I have seen. And mm-hmm. I know that there aren't chill of the nights from this through the rest of the series. I know that this one is like kind of special. It is. Um, 
and is different than the rest. But like I said, not completely different. It's not a 180. It's just like, I don't know, angles. There are uh, um, 60. <laughs> there are, uh, I, I want to say after this one, there were more, and no, maybe just throughout, sprinkled in. You know, it started off, it was very, I mean, literally brave, brave and the bold like from the comics with mm -hmm. Batman teaming up with some DC character. And they were, it was, you know, crazy. I mean, he may end up being on a, another planet and, you know, stuff like that. But sprinkled throughout the series, there are very Batman centric Batman world, Batman universe episodes. Mm -hmm. um, Legend of the Dark Might and, uh, and others. There's one, um, there's one with Robin that we need to talk about at some point. Uh, I just remember the line Batman says, Robin, what you don't, you don't like riding sidecar. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> nice. so yeah, but this is probably the, the most Batman, mm -hmm. just pure Batman other than Zantana and Abracadabra at the beginning. But as far as the main episode, very Batman. Didn't even, I totally skipped over in my notes. The nod to the comics, Batman, who he is and how he came to be. Mm -hmm. The montage, almost from panel to screen of after he takes the oath. Mm-hmm. The weightlifting, weightlifting, holding yeah. the bar up, the yeah. scientist, the dressing up in the accurate you know, suit, all that stuff I, is just like in the comics that we've seen, which I thought was great. I, I just want to say because of um, that story, you mm -hmm. know, the Batman, who he is and how he came to be, and that, you know, Bruce Wayne just one-handing that barbell. He's so strong. That's 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 my style of, of uh, weight training. I just get a, yeah. a, a a big barbell, not a dumbbell. How, many, how much? How much weight's on that beast? Oh, I'll, probably you know like three twenty five, and just one hand it all the way straight up, yeah. just snatch it almost like a snatch, but with a barbell. That's no. why your right arm is so much. Yeah, larger I, than your left. That's the problem. That's the only problem <laughs> is that the, my right arm is double the size of my left. You but, just ripped the sleeves off of your shirts on the right yeah, side. <laughs> I just, I, I was so inspired by that that I yeah. decided I'm going to get barbells and just lift them over my head. Not there dumbbell. Hell with dumbbells. No kettlebells either. A big it's ass barbell with big 45 pound, you know, plates on the side. Because that's how go. Batman does it. That's how he does it. <laughs> Who Jet is and how he came to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's all. That's all I have, Bill, for chill of the night. Um, I've covered everything until I find out what other episode I'm thinking of that has the flashes in the dark. Um, that's what I got on this episode. I think it's great. Um, I don't know if I said before, you know, the the Secret Santas, the Envision of the Secret Santas episode, mm -hmm. which I watch every Christmas. Um. I don't know if I said that one was my favorite before, but I mean, I'd have to sit and really think about it of that one and this one, because there are episodes that are just like, so to equal the animated series, there's Christmas with the Joker and there's mm -hmm. heart of ice. 
mm-hmm. best written in like in everything like probably is heart of ice but if i watch christmas with the joker like nine times to everyone viewing a heart of ice wouldn't i say christmas with the joker is probably my favorite then and that's how sure. i ended up thinking of that so in that comparison i'd almost say maybe secret santas but like that doesn't mean anything negative with chill of the night because i think chill of the night is like you said in all of batman animation it's it's a top 10 episode for sure mm-hmm. and no surprise it was written by paul dini <laughs> he just knows what he's doing <laughs> that's a uh that's an idea for uh someone to do uh either an op-ed or a a podcast just the top five top ten batman animated batman series episodes of all time because it's it's a you know it's a good one people love lists too and yeah. you do top whatever and people are like oh what's what's on there what's on there because i'm the one you know if people have said and this kind of piggybacks off what i said earlier if people ask me you know how why do you like that so much and i you know i give it well it's bat it's love letter it's homage batman history mythos it's very batman um and i will say if you haven't watched it watch chill of the night yeah that that is that's like the top and then if you dig that just check out some of the other episodes you know yeah start exploring yeah yep i agree um kept you on here a little longer than i aim to for batman animation episodes but uh thanks for joining your own series um if people... how could i join it if i was already here <laughs> i was here ask but I christopher it. nolan I he's guess. working on it he's got he's the answer on, he's working on timber right now so <laughs> he's he's yeah, yeah, exactly. go from oppenheimer <laughs> to timber <laughs> the timber to uh I don't know to jet <laughs> there you go oh gosh that man's he's got he has all the answers but uh bill why don't you go ahead and plug away which is also brings me um comic relief when i get to ask you to plug batman-own-film.com go there that's all i got there you go okay that's yeah. pretty simple um as for me go to batman-on-film.com okay because uh, yeah, I've got reviews up there. Recent review is the finale to Sean Murphy's Beyond the White Knight. Uh, coming up next is the next issue of the, the main legacy title of Batman. Um, also, Bill is uh, generous to post my Batman Book Club episodes on Batman on Film. The most recent one is Zith with Boudin Pockets, Peter Verrer, where we do new Batman comics from February. We talk about those. And then coming up next is um, the Untold legend of the batman the comic that helped inspire this episode we just talked about so yeah just go to batmanonfilm.com um and that's all i got so i guess we'll let announcer rachel take us out thanks for listening to batmanimation a batmanonfilm.com podcast revisiting the animated tv and film adventures of the caped crusader follow batmanimation on twitter at batmanimation Follow BOF on Twitter at the Batman on Film. Follow Jet on Twitter at Batman on Film. For Jet and Team BOF, I'm announcer Rachel. Batman on Film, authoritative, definitive, the original, established in 1998.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 